Hello. We're officially 28 days into this quarantine, at least for some of us. Yeah, dude, 28 days later. That would make a great title for a movie. <laughs> yeah, we should we should do that, man. We'd make a million bucks. Oh wait, it already exists. Wah wah. But uh for me and Stormy, uh this is a real horror show by the way. We're slowly losing it. I'm slowly losing it. I don't know about her. She's been busy, so. I've been really busy, so I lose it if I, like, stop doing stuff. Yeah. Uh. Uh, shit. So, um, the reason I was a little not ready to record is because I didn't cook dinner because, like, at 4.15 we got a really bad thunderstorm and... Oh, shit. For David, since it hit where he works earlier, they actually got a tornado warning. Oh, so no. when th things started picking up over here, <laughs> I was like, oh shit, in case I have to seek shelter, I want to get everything ready just in case. So I pulled out our guinea pig's like travel Tupperware that we yeah. put her in. <laughs> it, it's not Tupperware, it's one of those big plastic boxes, but it's easier to move than her cage. Nice. I grabbed the I grabbed the cash out of our cash jar to have that, and I got his Nintendo Switch ready to pack up. So when I... that was all over, he got home and I hadn't started cooking dinner yet, so he just made grilled cheese and tomato soup. Oh, nice. <laughs> Instead Dude, of the well, uh, yeah, you guys had like I, I, a tornado warn like a watch there today. Yeah. That happened to us, like, last night at, like, 1 a.m. <laughs> yeah. So. Like, as soon as, uh, like, the wind started picking up, I was like, okay, just in case, I, I need to make sure I have these, like, three things ready, because uh, we have $800 in cash in a jar for, like, <laughs> tips when we order delivery and stuff. It's just Dude, that, cash that's we've good. accumulated. <laughs> That's good to have. But, like, if that gets lost in a tornado, that's just money that's gone forever. Oh my god, that would suck if it got so lost I, in a tornado. So I packed that up. I got our guinea pig ready to pack her up and the Nintendo <laughs> Switch. That's awesome. And the essentials. That is good. That's. I need to have, like, a plan. To pack shit up. Yeah. Um, well, okay, so I'm a, I'm gonna put your your city in my AccuWeather so I like know what's happening there. <laughs> what what is your city? Is it Christiansburg or Blacksburg? Uh, we're Radford. Radford. Fuck. Radford. Yeah, I'm gonna put you in there so I like <laughs> can can check up on you and be like, oh, what's going on? Oh fuck, torn heavy thunderstorm. Is is it raining there right now? No, it stopped raining. Um, David had a rough time getting home because it was a torrential downpour, so he had to, like, go 20 the entire way home. And um, the spot where the girl last year crashed her car, apparently a small tree fell in the middle of the road. Yeah. So a bunch of people actually just stopped, and civilians were taking the time to pick up pieces of wood oh. and move them out of the car. <laughs> That's nice. Not car. Street. Street. <laughs> yeah. But, and, uh, 
So quarantine is just going fucking great, and not to get political, but Bernie Sanders dropped out of the uh, race today, so I'm feeling a little depressed. Dude, yeah, I saw that a couple hours ago. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, am I reading this right? And I was like, oh, damn. So I was like, okay, I guess that's happening now. So... You know, I'll vote for Biden, but not because I'm voting for Biden. I'm voting for Biden because <laughs> it's not Trump. <laughs> because there were a lot of Supreme Court justice appointees and other judges across America coming up in the next four years. And yeah, so I'm voting for them, not for the rapist. Yes. Either of them. Yeah. I, um, did we always know that Biden was a rapist when he was Obama's vice president? Or is that just, like, a thing we're talking about now? I I think she's been trying to come forward for many years about this. Um, but, you know, we have all the, like, weird gifs and stuff yeah. of Joe Biden, like, sniffing hair and... Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> is it JoeBiden.com? Oh, my God. <laughs> no. What? I can't remember. It's a website that just has a compilation of all his creepy behavior towards women. Oh. So, but I mean, I don't think Biden's going to be president for very long. So you better hope he picks a decent vice president. Right, right. That is true. But in, we're not talking about that. We're, uh, we're moving on to a lighter subject by talking about the movie we watched this week. Yeah, much lighter. <laughs> Uh, Carriers is a 2009 American post-apocalyptic body horror film written and directed by Alex and David Pastor. It stars Lou Taylor Pucci, Chris Pine, Piper Parabo, and Emily Van Camp as four survivors of a viral pandemic attempting to avoid the looming threat of becoming infected. Filmed in 2006, it received a limited release in the United States on September 4th. 2009, following Chris Pine's breakout performance in Star Trek earlier that year, it grossed over 5.8 million worldwide. So that makes sense. I, d I was wondering why I had never heard of this movie if it has Chris Pine in it, but if it got shelved for like three years and was only released because Star Trek, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I know. I was like, well, damn, this is a pretty good movie. I hadn't heard of it, though. Nice. Yeah. No, I mean, so... This movie didn't scare me. It just made me really, really <laughs> bummed out. Yeah, it really made me sad at a lot of parts. It was actually very emotional. <laughs> yeah, and this, I, like, everybody's watching, you know, Contamination and all these other post-apocalyptic virus movies. So Resident Evil's trending, fuck that. 28 Days Later started it, but didn't finish it. I need to finish it. Um, like yeah, any, anything that's about like a virus outbreak is pretty much big, big popping right now. Yeah, but this one, holy shit, this one is so relevant to everything going on right now, down to where the virus started. Like, that was no. <laughs> jarring. Like, there's this one part in the movie where they're driving on an abandoned road and there's a body hanging from like a windmill or something. And it's an Asian man, and it says, "Chinks brought the it." Yeah, the, yeah, the Asian slur. The Asian brought slur. It. Excuse me for saying it, but 
And then I was like, oh shit. Like, and it just hit close to home. And then like other details as well. But, you know, I was like, damn. Yeah, because we're, we're, we've all heard stories of hate crimes towards the Asian community increasing since Corona's made its way to the States. And even before then, in other countries where it was being um, contracted before. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> so let's let's get into it with uh, acting and characters. I didn't take notes. That's probably why I kept forgetting. We watched this movie, and this is not a minisode. Um, yeah, I did not take notes myself, but. <laughs> I. This movie, for something that got shelved, this movie had a pretty, like, stacked cast, in my opinion, in regards to horror movies. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Um, and I recognized the gentleman who was, like, the dad. Yeah, that's, um... Who is that Chris guy? That's Christopher Maloney. He was Stabler in Law & Order Special Victims Unit. Yeah, the TV show guy. I was like, that guy looks like that guy from that show. And I wasn't sure which, he, but I was like, he's so familiar. He was also Commander Winslow this past season of The Handmaid's Tale. Shit, really? Yeah. I, like, stopped watching The Handmaid's Tale and, like, didn't restart. What the fuck? I remember if I've I seen mean, it's it a, or not. I mean, it's... <laughs> It's an all right show. Like, I'm not. I'm not. Whatever season two or three. Yeah, I'm not diehard about it, and I think it probably should have just been a mini series, because for some reason we're just letting the art of the mini series die because people can't handle open endings. But it's like fuck uh, off. I know. They're like, we need a lot. I mean, I really, I, I stopped, and I, I mean to start again, but I hadn't. I just like haven't. But, it, you know, it still interests me, but I just, other stuff happened instead. <laughs> but, oh my, I'm in a spoiler group for that show. Yeah. And, awesome. oh my god, I just want to punch, like, 90% of the people in the face right now because it's to the point where it seems like they want Gilead to happen. Oh my like, god. every every day they find a news article and they're like, Oh, we're getting closer to Gilead, and today it was just, like, some stupid, um, fashion Instagram account. Yeah. Like, I, w I don't know which wedding dress designer. It wasn't Vera Wang, but I'll just use Vera Wang. Like, <laughs> someone had designed a bridal, uh, face mask, probably just because they're bored at home with a shit ton of fabric and bedazzles. Yeah. And posted a picture on Instagram. <laughs> right. And in season three of Handmaid's Tale, they introduce that some of the handmaids have, like, their mouths um, pierced shut oh. as, a, as a voluntary act of silence, and they covered them with, like, scarves, and she was like, oh, I got chills looking at that. And My <laughs> at God. this point, I'm not, I'm not, at this point, I'm not the only one sick of all these, oh, we're heading towards Gilead. What if the vaccine causes infertility, people? They were just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> It's just a fashion designer being stupid and extra, and I'm like, yeah. Uh, yeah, but... come on. Everyone's doing it now if they have a bedazzler. <laughs> the fuck? Like, God. we're all wearing face masks, so... Yeah, <laughs> I was about to be like, but the face, everyone has to wear them, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? 
it's just it's weird but anyway um yeah i think this was one of the first roles like early roles for chris pine before this he had done he had definitely done princess diaries 2 Oh my god, he was in Princess Diaries 2? <laughs> yeah, he was Ooh. the love interest. Aw, of course he was. That's cool. <laughs> so yeah, this this was a very early role for him. Um, he had only been acting for five years, and then he got the Star Trek part, probably because he's hot. <laughs> Dude, I love Star Trek. <laughs> and then this movie, because all semi-decent actors get their start in horror movies, or if you're Piper Prebo, you end your career with a horror movie. Dude, when did, like, what do you mean by that? Because I've seen her before, and I haven't seen her since, so what is her story? I, she was in Coyote Ugly, and Cheaper by the Dozen. Oh. I think, um, she's done stuff since this, but just not stuff I've seen. She was in Looper. I like Looper. Yeah, I haven't seen any of those. Wait, did I see Looper? Is that the one with Chris Evans? No. No, I have not seen Looper. I take that back. I haven't seen Looper, and I, I, I don't know if I like it. Uh, Into the Grizzly Maze, Black Butterfly, Angel Has Fallen, and Spontaneous. Oh. So, I mean, she's doing all right. I think she had her peak with Coyote Ugly back in... da 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 2000 and since then <laughs> i was about to be like 2000s early 2000s i did the 2000 uh, <laughs> have you have you seen coyote ugly no i have not it's okay it's 20 a, it's years okay. too late for me <laughs> i just i think about coyote ugly and how it's kind of just a basic movie about a girl who goes to the city to become a songwriter, singer, and gets a job at a bar where girls dance sexily on the bar top. Oh. And it's all fun and games, but there's a deleted sex scene that is, like, bizarrely graphic for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not just, you know, you see her boobs. It's like... It's like a three-minute-long sex scene. I'm like, this this would be so out of place in the final Whoa. movie. <laughs> right? Dude, 2000, we weren't ready unless, like, we were? I don't know. I'm looking at it on IMDb now. Let's see all these girls. Jacqueline, in 2000, I would have been seven years old. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Chris Maloney was great. And also, this was probably, like, the first movie... For Kernan Shipka, Sabrina, the new teenage witch. Oh, yeah, because she was in that, and then she, like, was in Mad Men when she was a little oh, yeah. older. She was, like, the daughter. Oh, no, I would say she probably, like, went into Mad Men pretty this, soon right? after this. Yeah. Because Mad Men, uh, Mad Men is, like, 27 so seasons long. Yeah, so she was oh, in shit. Land of the Lost before this, but she was uncredited, so this may have been... No, she did, like, Dimension, Lower Learning, haven't heard of either of those. Um, Mad, maybe. Yeah, she was actually doing Mad Men right before this, so... Because oh, that, wow, okay. that started in 2007. I didn't know it was her because her face was covered. I didn't mm. realize, like, what, what a little baby she is. I didn't realize... 
Dude, yeah, she's like, I know like she's... real young. Shit. Yeah, I knew she was young, but it's kind of like Dakota Fanning, where I still picture her as like a nine-year-old, even though we're the same age. It says Kiernan Shipka is 20 years old now. Like right now. She's a baby. She's Damn. a baby. Well, she is the best. I love her as Sabrina. I love that show. And I, I, I thought she was good. She played cute sick well yeah Yeah, she did yeah and um yeah uh, she was just like the the dad's little girl who was uh infected with the Mm -hmm. virus which is is, like sad yeah Um, because she like has an open-ended ending where they kind of just I mean like, it's not that open ended. We can <laughs> gauge we can pretty well what's going to happen. Yeah, that is true. Um, but I thought the acting all around was very strong because I just really felt connected to each character and mm-hmm. I could definitely follow like every decision they were making based on like what was happening to them and it was just very emotional because probably because like we're living it a little bit right now. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if this movie would have struck the same chord if we watched it three months ago. Ah, that's a that's such an interesting point because what if we had? You know, would we would we rewatch it to see how we feel now? Like it really just kind of came to us at this time. Really interesting that this is something that we watch now. Mm-hmm. Which so focusing on characters, what did you think of Chris Pine's character? Um, well, you know, I, I really, um, was able to understand him because he was actually Mm -hmm. very layered. Uh, the more uh, that he interacted with people, the more we understood why he functioned the way he did, um, because he seems like he just wants to have fun, but actually, uh, behind all that, he's really, um, He's really strict as to what needs to happen regarding the virus. Um, He tries to be really objective about it because of his past and what he had to do um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, his occupation and stuff like that. And, and like, that made me uh, just, like, totally identify with that in, in like, a, a weird way because there are people right now who are, like, getting out there and dealing with, like, people who are dying from the virus right now and like they're putting their lives on the line and they're dying themselves but in the movie he doesn't get Mm -hmm. sick or contract anything you know and uh he's saying that all the people that are out there hoarding supplies like is actually happening right now they're the ones that are just like stuck in their houses and dying and he's trying to say that it should be different it should it should have been him you know so he kind of thinks he's like special in a way they do mention uh the phrase the chosen one maybe two or three times in this movie and uh Mm -hmm. then religion also plays an aspect in him a little bit too he's actually really very layered so i yeah I, i i applaud him for being able to like do all that coming out of Star Trek? Did was Star Trek right before this or after this? This this was this was technically before Star Trek because it was filmed in two thousand six. Nice. Um and whenever you think about him in Star Trek and watch him in this, you can definitely see similarities of like the fun, like bad boy character, because I feel like that's just kinda his own personality a little bit. But 
you can see big differences too as to what's happening. Um, but yeah, Definitely. I, I liked I liked him enough. <laughs> I thought he was alright. Yeah, and I think on first glance, and and if we had watched this three months earlier or in two thousand nine when it came out, we wouldn't have liked his character. But since we're going through this, yes, we. I understand that in this scenario you have to make really hard decisions even if it makes you look like a shitty person yeah. yes absolutely. yeah absolutely like, and you know what you're you're absolutely right yeah <laughs> like at the time of recording this easter sunday is this sunday and i'm gonna tell david hey we probably shouldn't eat dinner with your parents because coronavirus is supposed to spike in Virginia this month, and I guarantee that our trajectory spikes this month because of dumbass churches insisting we can do outdoor services if we have the seats the appropriate distance apart, or not even doing that much. Hmm. But the church I work at isn't doing that. In fact, uh, Episcopalian leaders were pretty pissed off at Trump for saying that he wants to see full churches on Easter Sunday. They're like, no, no, we we would rather uh, our parishioners not get sick and die. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) We want them back, like, alive whenever everyone's okay. (laughs) But a lot of churches around here are planning, like, drive-in church services or outdoor church services. And I'm like, okay, that's fine if you have people a safe distance apart, but these are older parishioners most likely coming out and what are you going to do to stop them from like hugging each other or shaking hands and greeting each other yeah exactly oh my goodness that is so true so even though at first glance you probably would hate chris pine especially when he uh kicks his girlfriend out of the car yeah yeah i i get it you know who i don't like because cool. she's a shady bitch. His, his brother's <laughs> his his brother's girlfriend, uh, Katie. Oh, oh yeah, his her name. girlfriend. But he like he's like in denial. Like who is she? <laughs> like is she just there? Yeah, because you know Chris Pine's character never like denies that he's gonna make these hard decisions. He never like is shady about it. He's upfront about everything. Yeah. And her, on the other hand, she always like goes behind some someone's back like with when they found out um piper's character uh bobby bobby was sick yeah she went to his brother and like whispered behind everyone's back hey you should talk to your brother about kicking her out of the car it's like (laughs) i would not want her on my post-apocalyptic team because she's gonna be shady and trying to turn everyone against each other and she probably did the same shit like, without hesitation, when he found out his brother was infected, she was just like, oh, he's infected, isn't he? Oh, yeah, and I remember they were at the fire, and he, like, fell asleep, and she just, like, gave him, like, the eye thing, like, get the get the gun and kill him or some shit. <laughs> like, she just did, yeah. the, like, a gesture, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, wow. Bitch. Like... I would have I would like her a lot more if she was more upfront about everything like Chris Pine, but just <laughs> yes. the shadiness of it all. Yeah, if you're in a small group of four, you really need to be open and communicate with each other. If like, if there's a possibility that you can put each other at like your health at risk, which is funny because like that's what what's happening right now, like for real too. Anyway, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? 
Yeah, and it's it's been rough. We've gone from like hanging out with friends every weekend to not seeing anybody except each other. Ah, yes, exactly. Um, yeah, and then uh, just worrying about like how much more time is going to pass and like what decisions are going to be made. Like right now we're in kind of a limbo and I think that's why everyone is having such trouble like focusing on what they're trying to do and like, you know, doing anything, doing work, trying to relax because like we're Mm -hmm. so used to having like a plan or like an end date, but we don't have that for the first time. And now Mm -hmm. we're just like, I'm just going to sit here and wait to be told what to do, but you never know when it's going to be. Exactly. Like we're, most of us, there are some of us who work from home just every day normally, but the vast majority of us still have to go into an office every day. So now we've lost our regular work week schedule and it's trying to rebuild a new schedule. And even for me who used to work at home, it's really hard to like, do that mm-hmm. oh absolutely yeah and I'm trying really hard to keep that work-life balance thing in order but I can kind of feel myself slipping back into old bad habits where I just kind of work throughout the entire day and don't really take the time to just stop yes. and relax yeah yeah I totally get that too it's it's so easy to do that though because like you think that you need to just constantly be productive because you can't show yourself that you are because you're not going into a place of work that's only for working like like you kind of need to prove to yourself and your higher-ups that you're actually like working really hard and Ah. you kind of overdo it compared to what you're used to doing yeah and it's not some shit because like i find myself thinking about that i'm just like how do they know i'm working and then i'm like oh shit like I hope they just trust everyone to be working. Like, I definitely am. Uh Uh-oh, am I not doing enough? And, like, I know I am, but, like, it's so easy to, like, fall into that mindset. Like, shit, I'm not doing enough because I'm not physically present where I'm supposed to be. So it's, yeah, it's such a weird thing. It's such a weird mentality that we're all in. Like, I never thought I'd say it, but... Come June 10th, I will be ready to just get back to normal. Yeah, me too. Right now, for Virginia, June 10th is, like, the end date for self-isolation if people actually abide by stay-at-home rules. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Up here, I don't really think that people are, like, a lot of people are staying in like they're supposed to. um, Because I keep seeing on the news that, like, the, the non-essential businesses are getting like citations and warnings because they're not closed like they're supposed to be. Um, and like the roads are just as busy. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, I mean, it, it does kind of put business owners and employees in a really shitty situation where how do you, you ensure that your business isn't going to close during this because you're not bringing in income to pay your lease on time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, this absolutely. is going to delve into politics. and <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's absolutely, there's like, it's like a double-edged sword. Like, you you either, like, stay out to make money or, like, 
you close and you make no money. But if you stay out and you try to make money and no one comes as a patron, then yeah. you know what I mean? It's so, there's so many variables. So what, mm-hmm. what should be done? Like we should have everything frozen, you know, until it's right enough yeah. to charge people again when they're which, generating, you know, income. Which with Bernie dropping out of the race, I really hope he's doing so, so he can focus on pushing his stimulus package for the coronavirus through because I read it and his stimulus package would really make a huge difference to everybody being affected. It would basically freeze all mortgage, lease, rent, payments. Uh, For the time being, it would give $2,000 to every American under a certain like threshold income-wise every month until this is over. Um, So it's just basically a... Yeah, is that's what Canada's doing is giving everybody two thousand dollars a month until this is over. That's absolutely what should be happening because if you still have to pay bills or anything like that, that's like just enough to cover all that, including other expenses you'd need. So that's like good. Yeah, I mean, and for us, two thousand dollars is more than enough. Like yeah. it shouldn't be enough money that you're going to be set for life when the coronavirus is over. It should just be to get you through this in your, in this really difficult time of need. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm still getting paid for the time being. So any money that comes from the government is going to go straight into my savings. So I'm prepared Ah, for another situation. Yeah. And you know what? That's so funny because since this is happening, I think we're all kind of looking at ourselves and we're like, wow, was I even like prepared? And, and whenever it was happening, like I, I like didn't get prepared fast enough, you know? And like mm-hmm. right now I'm like, I know I'm like not prepared if this could have gotten any worse. So I need to like really reassess like, uh, you know, like a three month plan. I think people say that it's good to have like three months put away in case of emergency. Mm-hmm like three yeah. months worth of like income or whatever. But um, yeah, like some people really like, like myself and probably some others like have to be like, oh shit, I really need to like, get my, get on the ball because like we're not untouchable and this can happen to anybody at any time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So moving on to story. Let's move on to story. <laughs> It's basically what's happening now, except it's like, it, it's instead of a respiratory infection, it's a skin virus. Is that what it is? I wasn't too sure what what was happening there with the virus, though. I mean, yeah, it's a skin thing. Yeah. I mean, to me, it looks like it's some sort of flesh-eating virus. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they look real like, they look like they're decaying. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yep. So um, on, the, on, on the bright side... On the bright side of all this, at least it's not a flesh-eating virus going around. Oh, Lord. Yeah, and it's... But but the scary thing is, in the beginning, they talk about, like, the rules, and one of them is, like, if you're close enough that that you get coughed on or you're close enough that someone can, like, breathe on you because it's, like, passed through the air, um, then, like, you need to disinfect yourself. And I was like, oh, shit, that's what we have to do now. No, wow. No, the rules he, and, like, the rules he laid out in the movie... <laughs> are exactly how we're supposed to be living right now. Like, not trying to be upbeat, but I was like, oh, shit, yeah, like, right now. <laughs> like, this is a real rule. Oh, my God, it's not just a movie thing. 
I feel like this is the most real horror show movie. I know, because I was like, oh shit, we're, ju we're disinfecting all our surfaces. Because they were like, if someone touches something, you have to disinfect the surface with bleach. And I was like, that's what we're doing. <laughs> oh my God, same. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so that that's what's happening. But the only difference is they're kind of they're in like Texas, and uh, it looks like they've just like been traveling around in their car, and they've just been picking up cars, just trying to like get to a beach, because uh, it's like there's nobody living there. Um, so that's like kind of what their their end goal is to get to like their old family vacation spot from childhood, um, just to bask in nostalgia until the virus eventually takes everybody out because the scary thing about that movie is the virus just like if you get it you are guaranteed to not live um and so that that's what made, made that scary and i was like oh shit that would be some shit because everybody would just be gone um in the movie they try to like have a vaccine and they call it a serum and they say that it worked for only three days and I was like, whoa, that would be, that would suck. <laughs> and so uh, now the doctors were dying and I was like, that's what's happening too. All the doctors are getting infected because they're trying to find a cure, you know, this, this, and that. They're turning schools into hospitals because the hospital overflow and like, that's kind of what's happening now too. And like all these things. So there's plenty of similarities. Um, and so when you look at movies like that, you're just like, shit, they kind of base stuff on like what really could happen in a time of crisis because that's what is happening. And I don't know if um, that's a planned thing or a panicked thing or both, but it's it's similar to the movie. And I don't know if it's supposed to be or not, you know? Yeah. I don't know. No. But, um... There is something I want to talk to you about regarding, like, the movie story. And, um, like, the brother and, or the, the main character, Chris Pine, and, like, his girlfriend, like, they end up dying. But um, when Chris Pine is infected, he doesn't know he's infected. And him and his brother, like, have, like, a, they, like, wrestle around a little bit. And, like, Chris Pine breathes on him. And he doesn't get it. And in the end, he's talking about, in the end, he said, like, I, he's like, I've been waiting and nothing's happened to me. And so I don't know if, like, there's this little, like, layer of, like, someone actually being immune because someone brought that up to Chris Pine. It was the guy. And he was like, are you immune or something? So I don't know if there's someone who's, like, immune. And if he is, he's going to be the last man alive on Earth. Like, what, <laughs> like, did you pick up on that? I did. Um, you can probably gauge that. I think maybe for some people it might take longer to develop than in others. Yeah. So that could create the false sense of security that Chris Pine had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, so I don't know if uh, his brother was immune or not. I, but we'll never know. He'll just be at the beach um, and I don't know if, like, they'll just die uh, of the virus or they'll die of, like, starvation or something. They'll run out of food. Um, 
any of that but it was very open and it was a very sad ending it was just very like jarring and emotional like sam said so um but i liked the story because it was just it was sad but it was so like this is like real shit it's not like zombie bullshit it's not like action-packed blood and gore it's just like really really realistic um and really like hard-hitting so i really was surprised to find that in this movie it was really good I don't know if I would say that three months ago. Exactly. <laughs> I've three no months ago, I probably right would have now. thought this was this yeah. was boring and yeah. But like right now, we like are feeling a different way about everything. <laughs> so yeah. Um, would you like to talk about production? Yeah. Um, Let's do it. Yeah, I like the production of it. It the the movie felt hot like the characters were gross and sweaty so yeah <laughs> yeah a lot of atmosphere it felt very abandoned and eerily quiet which is what i want in a post-apocalyptic movie i don't want a bunch of people running around i want <laughs> to feel the emptiness of over half the human race dying yeah. yes absolutely um yeah, I felt all that, and it, it it was very aesthetic. I feel like that heat, like, bright, empty aesthetic uh, was present throughout. Um, and there wasn't too much, like, or but there was, like, the excellent special effects makeup of, like, victims who, mm-hmm. like, succumbed to the virus. Um, but, and it was just enough because it was not like a ton of in your face stuff. If you saw bodies, they were in body bags that were piled up. So it wasn't like bodies laying everywhere, you know? Um, so I, I really appreciated that, you know? Yeah. And you could kind of feel that this virus was a bit of a slow burn, especially mm-hmm. with the backstory for Chris Pine's character. Ah, yes, absolutely. How he how he was burying bodies just a few months before the events of this movie. Yes, yeah, they were trying to like deal with it and it it just caught up to them and they couldn't like contain it. It just like overshot them. And yeah, that so yeah, I de- I definitely agree with that. That was really cool the slow burn and it just got out of control. And we're seeing like kind of the aftermath. Mhm. Yeah, this this movie was a bit of a bum, bummer right now. Sorry if we're bringing everyone down. Yeah, sorry you guys, but yeah, that this movie is like m- maybe the most timely. Like I know there are cool stuff like Contagion is pretty cool too, but that movie's like very that's like one of the most extreme, more extreme virus movies. Um uh, I haven't watched it in a while though, so I'm not sure how much is actually similar to what's going on right now. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen Contagion. You know what, Sam? You should watch it. It's really, really good. Um, if you think this it's movie on. that we watched is star-studded, <laughs> it's like 12 yeah, different it's on. stars. <laughs> it's allegedly on Hulu, and it's opening. Let's see if it's actually on Hulu. Yeah, make sure it's, it's on Hulu. it's a lie. I think you should absolutely watch it. Um, because it's not like... 
You know what? I can't even tell you what it's like because I don't I don't really remember too much because I saw it a long time ago when it came out and that was years ago. Yeah, 2011, I was in high school then. I remember when it came out, I just never got yeah. to see it. Is it on Hulu for realsies? Uh, it is available through the Cinemax add-on. Oh, I don't think that I, I have that. What the fuck? Is it on Amazon Prime? Mm, you can probably rent it on Amazon Prime. It can, it's old. Well, I guess it's like, not. it's not old now. Everybody wants to watch it. Damn. Well, if you can find it or like stream it for free, um, you should definitely watch it. You'll like that. I will add it to my list. For sure. Um, I'm not so, going to go through the real uh, realistic aspects because all of it. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking about it throughout the episode. <laughs> I know. It's just like already been in our discussion. So all of it. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, is, it, it is a very sad movie, but I'll say it's, it got, it's getting a high grade for me because I wasn't sure what to expect and it's pretty good and I liked it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Good example of a life imitating art in a not fun way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So if you're interested in seeing what it's all about and seeing how similar it is, definitely give it a watch on Netflix right now. Um, yeah, because it's it's pretty uncanny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I guess we kind of talked about everything we needed to talk about with that, huh? I don't want to, like bum yeah. ourselves out too much more. Is there anything else we should talk about? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Just keep on trucking on, everybody. Yeah, dudes, you know. keep your heads high. And if and you know, you're... Yeah, good. It's fucking okay if you're not, like, getting your spring cleaning done, you're not getting all your craftiness done, you're not starting your side business right now. It's fine. Just do this quarantine at your own pace. Like, isn't that so fucking American that even in quarantine, we're like low key competing against each other to see who can be the most productive yeah. in quarantine? And you know what? Whenever I see tweets that say stuff like they're like, um, they're really like inspirational and they, they're, they're like, if you don't like learn a new like skill or like you don't do this it's okay and i'm just like i'm glad that like that's being said by a lot of people because like whenever i'm like stuck inside and i'm forced to be inside and i have like you know more time on my hands because i'm not traveling to work i feel guilty that i'm not mm -hmm. being twice as productive but i just can't focus on being productive right now because i'm too busy worried about all these other things and I don't think it'll go away until I have you know more concrete answers so yeah it's okay if you can't focus on your shit none of us can and if you can then like you should balance your time out and try to look in on current events in the news right now if you're like 100% plugged in you know what I mean like I feel like you shouldn't be 100% plugged in 
right now. Let's try it. If you can't focus, it's okay, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's okay. Just Very open sweet. a window, get some fresh air, and relax. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, man. And, um,. If you're listening to uh, this podcast and if you listen to podcasts like for fun to chill, that's awesome. And we really appreciate you. Uh, we do this to get away as our escape. And we hope that there are people that listen to us as their escape and like laugh at our stupid jokes. So we appreciate you. Yeah. Well, I guess. I could read the outro if you think that's a good en ending point. I think so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I will do that. All right. Let's see here. <clears throat> Real Horror Show was created by Sam Odie and Stormy Skies and is directed by Sam Odie. Today we learned that, like what we just said, it's okay to not be productive and also some some of these virus movies are really, really uh hitting the nail on the head with their details. So yeah, it's really crazy and uncanny. All right, let's see. Um, like what you hear? You can find Real Horror Show on Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play Store, Stitcher, and iTunes. Really, really like what you hear? Follow us on Twitter at horrorshow underscore underscore pod or search for Real Horror Show on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook at Real Horror Show. Like our page and share our stuff. We also have a website that all of our written reviews and podcasts can be found, realhorrorshow.com. Want to interact with us? Want to make sure we're real humans and not space vampires? Comment on our website or email us at realhorrorshowpodcast at gmail.com. Want to argue with us about something? Or think you have a really great horror movie review that you're dying to share with two random strangers from the internet? Uh, submissions are open for movie reviews. Check out the submit page on our website and follow the rubric before sending us anything. If it's not done according to the rubric, it will be disregarded. Sorry, not sorry. Um, we haven't posted written reviews in a while, but check out the awesome ones that we already have on our website. Um, they're doozies, all of them. Uh, we love horror, and if you're listening, you do too. Please help keep our project going by visiting our support page on our website where you can make a one-time donation via PayPal. We also have an Amazon wish list if you feel like buying us something tangible will help convey your love more than a monetary donation would. Also, buy us a coffee is a button you can click that will pay us the amount you would need to buy a coffee. A little bit goes a long way. <clears throat> um, sometimes we can't help out artists monetarily, and that's okay. By simply liking, sharing, retweeting, and even giving us an awesome review will help us out tremendously. Uh, submissions are open for a yearly anthology called the October Monologues. Check out the submission guidelines on our website and send us your creepy shit. Um, any other pertinent news, Sam? Nah, just stay healthy, everyone. Yeah, stay healthy and stay positive as much as you can. Um, our outro and song... don't... Oh, go don't go to church on Easter Sunday. There are plenty of churches in your area and nationally live streaming their Easter service if you feel the need to get down with Jesus because I understand I'm not personally religious but if you are I understand your need to like feel connected and community that way just don't go to the actual building yes don't go to the building like just uh yeah look at it on your computer on your phone maybe take like a nice drive and park far away from the church so you can see it but you're not near the people in it just don't go in 
and um, don't support a church that is okay with holding a service, uh, you know, with a full congregation. That is not cool, and that is not God's way if you're a believer. Um, he doesn't want you to die. <laughs> Let's see. Um, our outro song is called Creepy Doll by Jonathan Colton. And thank you, fuck off, and have a swell evening. Bye.